0: This week on the Country Music Media the, the reaction Podcast. reaction
1: when Jerry Jeff Walker died, I think, uh, is a great indicator. Artists everywhere tweeting out stories about him. Uh, Wade Bowen, he credited him with helping light a fire in his heart for real music. Jack Ingram said he was an absolute treasure. Cody Johnson, who has been huge in Texas for a decade now, breaking out nationally. He, he shared a great story that uh, Jerry Jeff Walker's song Mississippi was playing in the truck the night that he made out with his wife Brandy for the first time
0: ever. 2020 was a sad year for country fans. It was particularly devastating for country fans in Texas. Not only did legends and native Texans like Kenny Rogers die in 2020, so too did men and women who helped shape the red dirt scene. Jerry Jeff Walker and Billy Joe Shaver are two of them. Hell Ketchum had Texas roots. So too did Doug Supernaw. Willie Nelson's drummer died, as did the guy who wrote the song Willie Begins Every Concert With. Johnny Bush, who wrote Whiskey River, died in October at age 85. I'm Billy Dukes and there's a mystery to Texas music that often eludes the rest of country music America, so some of these artists are enigmatic if you don't know. My guest today does know. Buddy Logan has hosted Radio Texas Live across 15 markets in Texas and beyond for over a decade. He's a hub in a wide and diverse wheel of great music and storytelling, and he knows the stories behind the songs and the men and women who sing them. We talk about Jerry Jeff and Billy Joe and a little bit about Evan Felker and if it's possible the Turnpike Troubadours will ever reunite. He shares a story about bringing these legends overseas with them while serving two tours in Iraq and then offers three new artists we should all be watching in 2021. Parker McCollum is the current national hitmaker from Texas that hit big with Pretty Heart last year. Who's next? Episode 19 of the Country Music Media Podcast is focused on Texas, but important for understanding the roots of so much of the music we enjoy and talk about today. What makes Red Dirt Music unique? Why do we need to care about Randall King and Mike and the Moon Pies? What don't we fully appreciate about Billy Joe Shaver? Subscribe, rate, review this podcast to let others know you appreciate the one-of-a-kind insight and discussions. Find me on Twitter, at Billy Dukes, to continue the discussion. And then let's find out the answer to these questions and more during episode 19 of the Country Music Media Podcast. It's uh, Buddy Logan, host of Radio Texas Live on the Country Music Media Podcast, talking Texas music. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Billy. How are you? I'm good. Was this a good year for Texas music or a really sad
1: year? Well, I mean, it was I think I think it was a great year for Texas music and it was also of course it was a sad a sad year as well we lost some legends yeah. um but we also i think have have really uh found some some burgeoning perhaps one day legends there's been some great great uh, artists that have really taken a step forward uh so i wouldn't definitely i would definitely not call it a sad year uh maybe a, ta- a passing of the torch year perhaps
0: yeah well let's let's talk a little bit I mean the two deaths in particular that stand out within the last eight eight weeks are, are Billy Joe shaver and, and Jerry Jeff Walker. Where do you see their influence still today amongst sort of that younger generation of artists
1: I think I mean Jerry Jeff Walker, one of the best songwriters of all time, of course, you're Mr. Bojangles, which my wife i, I mean basically despises country music, but <laughs> she knows mr Bojangles yeah sure I don't, I don't I don't know where it stands as uh you know uh the most Covered song of all time, where it stands on that list, but it's somewhere up there. Everybody's sung it. It's 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 crossed genres. It's, it's genreless. Um, and and for me with Jerry Jeff Walker, uh, his album Gonzo Stew, I uh, took a copy of it with me when I was in the army, and I took it to Iraq, and I just listened to the hell out of it. Um, Texas on My Mind, which was written by his son Django Walker. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a great song. Pat Green sang it as well. All I know for me personally, for Jerry Jeff Walker, his music helped me get through uh, a rough time
0: for sure that's really interesting did you share it amongst uh, um you know people you were over in iraq with that just kind of pass it around and was there other people other fans did you make other fans in iraq of, of some of that music yes yes i did that's
1: a that's a great <laughs> question because yes yes i did it was it was always fun uh to to introduce people to texas and red dirt music and this was probably 2000 2003 so i had you know j jeff walker pat green i bought a cross canadian ragweed album at the px in baghdad iraq which was Mm -hmm. which was pretty cool (laughs) um but but it was but it was uh fun for me it always has been fun to me uh fun for me introducing people to texas and red dirt
0: billy joe shaver certainly a a great songwriter as well i think willie nelson called him one of the, the greatest songwriters alive um I kind of contrast the two men's style of songwriting and kind of their approach to music.
1: You know, Billy Joe Shaver, he, he was a, a storyteller. You know, um, if people listening right now aren't familiar with Billy Joe Shaver, uh, you, mo- you might not realize, but, realize it, but you actually are familiar with him. Uh, Chris Christopherson, his album, uh, Hunky Tonk Heroes, was pretty much all Billy Joe Shaver songs, and that kind of launched his career. Uh, You know, when you got Waylon Jennings and Elvis Presley singing your music, uh, that's not not a bad place to be.
0: Art of storytelling, I feel, is, man, we're just not hearing that, especially when it comes to modern mainstream country music. It's so structured with the verse, chorus, half verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, we're done. You know, you rarely get a, a good story that starts, has a good start, middle, and an end like that anymore. Do you hear more of that in some of the music you play at Radio Texas Live than maybe I do in just Top 40 Country Radio? I think
1: so. I think so. I mean, we do have the catchy stuff, the stuff that's in and out and kind of follows the, the same thing because, um, of course, it works. But, um, you know, with, with Texas music and not being um, confined, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot less uh, strings attached to it. And, again, there are strings attached to it. Don't, don't get me wrong. There's definitely uh, people uh, telling people what to do. Um, but I, I definitely think they have a wider scope. And with that, um, it kind of opens up the door for true storytelling music, which is one of my favorite things when it comes to country music. And really any, any music in, in general, a great story is, is – is, I don't even know why, Billy. Why, why aren't people doing that anymore? Why, is it, why isn't country radio doing story songs? I love it. Since I was a kid, I love story yeah. songs.
0: Yeah, I do too. Uh, you know, Luke Combs had a pretty good one. I felt like that his, even though I'm leaving song, was a, you know, you knew that song was going and that was a pretty good circle of life kind of story. Um, not quite in the same way as like a, like a Gambler, which I guess is like right. a classic story song. A, a little Fancy, bit different.
1: Fancy from Reba. I don't, Yeah. I don't know if you, are you familiar with Chris Knight?
0: I've heard the name, but I haven't listened to a lot of the music.
1: You've got to just go just, I won't, I won't tell you to listen to any other songs after this listen okay. to down the river by chris knight it's about all seven right. minutes long so settle, set aside set aside a little chunk of time um and uh listen to chris knight down the river uh one of the best story songs of all time
0: well i think you kind of hit the nail on the head sometimes story songs are longer than your your two minutes and 58 seconds so sometimes yeah. those sort of get squeezed from the the radio cycle um
1: Right. And, and they do. And, you know, when you're on radio, you're, you you got to get someone's attention quickly and you can't right. always do that with a, a story.
0: When artists like a, a Jerry Jeff Walker or, or even in the past, because you've been at, at Radio Texas Live, I think since 2008 for in this most recent stint? It'll actually be uh, 10
1: years next in January. Next month okay. will be my 10 year anniversary. So.
0: Oh, congratulations. Okay. So Thanks. 10 years, certainly you've had a, a lot of legends. How do you sort of approach that uh, from an on-air in a programming point of view, are you able to do sort of a, a tribute show or bring in other artists to sort of talk about the legacy and and such a little bit? Yeah, I do. I do have a
1: little bit more latitude, you know, with with the the Texas show with Radio Texas Live, and um, you know, with Jerry Jeff. You know, I, we really went through, and the the reaction when Jerry Jeff Walker died, I think, uh, is a great indicator to let you know about his his legacy, which is tremendous. Um, you know, artists everywhere tweeting out stories about him. Uh, Wade Bowen, he called him, uh, he credited him, credited him with helping light a fire in his heart for real music. Jack Ingram said he was an absolute treasure in my life and a real hero. Uh, Cody Johnson, who has been huge in Texas for a decade now, breaking out nationally. Um, he, he shared a great story that uh, uh, Jerry Jeff Walker's song Mississippi was playing in the truck the night that he made out with his wife Brandy for the first time ever. And, you know, when, when, you're, when your music is connecting with uh, contemporary heroes, because there are people who look at these guys as heroes, like these guys look at Jerry Jeff Walker, it really it, really connects, it connects everything. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's great seeing our heroes have heroes as well.
0: Talking to uh, Buddy Logan, host of Radio Texas Live, about the red dirt scene and Texas country music. Um, some other artists, just kind of as we're kind of talking about the year of loss. in in texas uh, music um doug supernall hell ketchum certainly had texas roots and then maybe a a few more artists who might be kind of on the fringe as just songwriters but um johnny bush who wrote willie nelson's whiskey river bill mack a radio dj who wrote leanne rhymes blue also kind of interesting and then you know kenny rogers i don't know he's not a texas artist necessarily but from houston (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i wouldn't you wouldn't
1: associate him directly with the with the no, texas artist but it is he is one of those guys that uh texas accepts him you know he's one of those guys that gets a pass for sure
0: who is kind of new and active right now that you find yourself cheering for to to take the next step and the leap and, and maybe break out uh, a little bit more nationally
1: you know i, I think there's, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of great Texas acts. And, and if you're not familiar with it, uh, you're missing out. It is something special that's happening in Texas and Oklahoma with the uh, Texas and red dirt scene. Uh, and, and too many to go over. And, it, and it's great to see when, when these guys do break out. Uh, but I think there's one guy who's been, uh, who's really been releasing music, great country music, like 90s feeling hard. I mean, he sounds like he should be right there between Alan Jackson and Clint Black on 1995 yeah. Hot Country Radio. Uh, Randall King. Who's mm-hmm. who's getting, uh, Randall King? He's getting a huge push right now, uh, because of a, a a friendship he's developed with Garth Brooks, of all people. You know that's not yeah. going to hurt you. Uh, no, not familiar, at all. You're familiar with Randall King, right? You've you've at least heard of him. Oh
0: man, I'm a smooth, smooth country voice on him. mean, it, it is, it is, it is sort of very much. I don't want to say he's George Strait like, but it's smooth like George Strait.
1: Yeah, and he's got, he's got the twang. He's got the the fiddle. He does the steel guitar. And I'm I'm excited. You now you and I are about the same age. I just turned thirty nine, okay. and so the nineties is when I fell in love with country music. And I'm I'm excited that country music is kind of gearing back towards that now, kind of veering back towards nineties music because I think it was a heyday for country music. And, and the fact that there's so many, they're starting to kind of, these kids grew up listening to that. So that's what, it's what country music is to them. And Randall King is right up there at the forefront of guys really diving back into nineties music, nineties country music.
0: Has he made some, some progress or or, uh, released anything recently that people should go check out on Spotify before purchasing?
1: Yes, he's, he's kind of taken to an a, a aspect. He's not releasing albums so much. He's been releasing a couple songs here and there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Everything, everything that he's doing has been great. Um, a funny story with Randall King. I used to host a, a weekly live acoustic series at a, at a bar here in Texas. And he did the final show I ever did was with Randall King. It was about four years ago. It was right before my daughter was born. And she just turned four. Uh, it was the final show we ever did with it. And then we shut it down. Uh, but there was absolutely, it, it was in attendance was Randall King, me, the bar owner, and like three wait staff. There was literally nobody there. And, you know, now back in, in uh, what was that, May or June when Garth Brooks did that drive-in show, Randall yep. opened it up for him uh, in front of the, what was, I don't even, you know the numbers, like 600,000 people, something ridiculous like that.
0: Did they ever release that total? I just saw that it was at like 200 or 300 some drive-ins. I'd, I never got like a beat on how many people actually were in the cars in front of those screens
1: i saw a number i don't know if it was six hundred thousand, but it was a lot and it was it, it was uh it was the largest outdoor live and it wasn't live i guess the largest outdoor concert series in u.s right. history um but but yeah it was a lot of people and randall king got to 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 warm everybody up for garth brooks um he's got uh randall's got a new single out called hey cow Cal girl which is great um and billy this guy he's he's Everything is good. I've never heard a Randall King song that I'm like, ah, that's that's okay or that's not bad. It's oh my god, he did it again every single time. Right. Uh, mirror, mirror, she gone taking me a heartbreak, tugging on my heartstrings. Um, they're they're cone, uh, stone cold country bangers.
0: And, and you know the nice thing that is most dependable about any artist coming out of Texas is you know they have some stage chops that if you, yes. you spend some money on a ticket, and that's my big worry now, Alex. Like, so many artists coming out of TikTok and stuff um, you know, they don't have that stage experience. You can't depend on a former live show. And I think that's ultimately uh, to their detriment.
1: It's true. That's a great point. And, and that's it's just like what I was saying about Randall King, you know, four years ago, he played a show with me in a bar that was empty. You know, now mm-hmm. he's playing in front of thousands of people sans COVID. Um, but I mean, he, he worked his way up, you know, he didn't have a viral video. He's had, he has a lot of videos with a lot of views on him. Uh, but, he, he, and like a lot of the people in the Texas scene, since there is such this great community here in Texas, these guys make tremendous livings. They make great livings touring in and around Texas, playing, you know, 200, 250 shows a year. And uh, it shows, you know, it, it comes through in the music. And if you go and watch them live, they've been there before. It's not their first time doing it.
0: So, Buddy Logan from Radio Texas Live. Find him at RadioTexasLive.com. And we emailed this week. Um, and one of the names that you sent me of artists to watch is a guy that I really kind you know, we were joking before we started about kind of ignoring the publicist and being tough to get a hold of. Colby Cooper is a guy who his publicist really tried hard to get a hold of me. I yeah. boxed him out. And uh, <laughs> tell me why I was wrong to do that.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know if you're right or wrong on it. Um, I mean, it's, I, think, I think Kobe Cooper is tremendous. I understand what you're saying. It's hard. It is so hard being inundated with music yeah. and requests. And you can't respond to everybody. It's impossible. If you did, you just spend your whole, that'd become your job, just replying mm-hmm. to people. Um, but man, Colby, uh, he's 21 years old. He just turned 21. He and his wife just had their second kid. Yes, he's 21. He's married. He has two children. He is, uh, he is probably, I'm 6'4". He's almost as tall as me. Okay. He's a okay. mountain of a man, a young man, and the dude is a great kid, and he he has this incredible ability to make music, country music, with a little rock edge to it at times. Sure, uh, a lot of guitar. That's kind of where it's going now. Um, but he has this ability to make country music that kids like, ages 19, early 20s, but I also found that People my age and older like it. They're like, ah, oh, Kobe Cooper, that young kid. Then they listen to it like, you know what? This isn't bad. I kind of like it. I can, I can, I can get on board with this. Um, he, he's a, he has an ability to stay true to uh, a country theme. Uh, his latest single, "One Night Stand," it's one night stand, uh, which is a great play on words because he's looking for one night stand after his girlfriend leaves him, but it's mistaken. Like people are hooking, uh, ladies are looking for a one night stand. Great, gotcha. Great little play on words there.
0: Yeah, uh, clever.
1: Yeah, it is It's pretty cool. Um, but uh, he has this ability that uh, young and old just 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 like him. He's a great. He's great.
0: Is it easy for you to hear like an artist's influences in some of their new material? Someone like a, a Randall King girl, can you listen or, or or a Colby Cooper and listen to him and hear, oh, well, that's so-and-so. Oh, his dad must have played Jack uh, uh, Pat Green or, or something like that. Can you hear that?
1: Yeah, well, with Randall King, like you mentioned, it's definitely Alan Jackson, George Strait, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Randy Travis, those type of guys. Uh, and it's funny for me, because I guess I've been at this long enough now, guys, to me, that feel new aren't new anymore. And they have young fans that have grown up. But, you know, Ko uh, uh, and Parker McCollum, who are, break, who are breaking out nationally right now, they just signed big mm-hmm. record deals. Um, they are now influencing a crop of singers and songwriters below them, which, is, which blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. And it's awesome to see. It blows my mind in the sense that I can't believe it's happening so fast. Not that I, not that I can't believe that it's happening.
0: Give you A little background on Parker McCollum. He's certainly someone who's breaking uh, nationally with, with pretty heart, but he's been kicking around Texas for quite a while. What do you know about him?
1: Billy, he's been a headliner in Texas for probably three years now. You know, he'll, he'll pull 1,200 people easy at a club. He headlines festivals for 10, 15,000, you know, um, and it's, it's, it's always been so crazy to me to see artists uh, have number one hits on the radio. But you know they would never draw that much anywhere. Maybe their hometown, and that's not even a knock on them. Uh, yeah. It just it just speaks to the to the next level that a lot of these Texas and red dirt guys are able to get into because of where they're at and the the infrastructure that's kind of built in here in Texas.
0: If only Parker McCollum was good looking, though. You know, I mean, <laughs> right, that's
1: what he, I remember the first time he came in here. I
0: was like, I was like, oh, well, the kid's good looking.
1: He's got that yeah. going for him. Um, but he's, uh, he's, uh, he's like a Abercrombie model. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Abercrombie's out.
0: Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> um, he's, 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 I don't know. He's, he's yeah, right I don't, there. Though. No, you're absolutely right. Um, uh, he's me, got
1: his songwriting though, his songwriting and his ability to sing is great too. He's more than just a, a pretty kid guy, gentleman, man.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, he, he, he certainly is. Everything I've heard from him kind of has not only a, a lyrical integrity, but he, a unique vocal delivery as well. And, just being unique and identifiable is so, so important.
1: And, and, and there's a couple new guys. I can't even remember their names. I just heard of them listen, last week, and I listened to them, and they were obviously influenced by Parker McCollum. They're, they're you know, young kids, 20, 19, 20 years old, and, and they, were, they obviously have been listening to Parker McCollum since they were you know, 14, 15 years old.
0: Give me one more name, one more artist to uh, find on Spotify this weekend or maybe over Christmas break.
1: All right, I'll give you one more name, Billy Dukes. I will give you one more name. Uh, these guys have probably been my favorite band for about three years, four years. They are tremendous live. There's a lot I could put in. There's a lot of bands I could put in here. Um, yeah. but, but these guys for, for three or four years have been one of my favorite bands. Uh, they keep on finding a way to uh, outdo themselves. Like they released an album in 2000, I think 18. It was Steak Night at the Prairie Rose. And I was like, this is it but then the next year they, re- uh, they released even a better album the following year, even a better album. Uh, I am of course talking about Mike and the moon pies. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Mike and the moon pies outside of our email exchange?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I have certainly heard other people kind of glowing on them as well. And uh, you know, outside of the, the, you know, it's people who are living kind of across the country. So they're like, Oh wow. Yeah. Everybody was right about these Mike and the moon pies guys. They're you know, so like, good. Guys, yeah. yeah.
1: They're so good. Um, uh, they've made uh, Rolling Stones best album of the year, several times. Um, they were another band who did one of those shows with me here at a bar that, uh, almost nobody was, nobody was at, uh, but they put on a hell of a show. They, they, they performed like they were with, uh, you know, at Cowboy Stadium, you know, they, they, they bring it every time. And in 2019, they released cheap silver and solid country gold. It was a surprise album. You know, they started kind of teasing it the day of, and then they dropped us on, dropped it on us at midnight, um, They went to Abbey Road Studio where the Beatles recorded music and made a country album backed by the London Symphony Orchestra, uh, produced by longtime collaborator Adam Oder. I think he's pretty much produced all of their stuff, at least the last several years. Um, Mike and the Moon Pies, cheap silver, solid country gold. It is a masterpiece of country music and uh, certainly deserving of such an iconic production, uh, studio and production as uh, Abbey Road's and London Symphony Choir. Um, the guys are they're 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 your quintessential bar country band. They belong in an 80s movie with smoke everywhere. Um they're fun to listen to, they'll pump you up, they'll they'll make you cry. Uh his their latest single is with um Mark Weistrach of Midland. Uh yeah. sings with, on it. Smooth Shot of Whiskey. Smooth shot of whiskey. That's from the uh the Gary Stewart tribute album.
0: The Gary Stewart album, yeah. Uh
1: but smooth shot of whiskey is a great song too. Danger's great, man. Uh, they, they did a cover of Fastballs The Way. You know that song, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like
1: one of my favorite songs from high school. Uh, and they put a tremendous country spin on it. You would never think like, like, why would you ever cover Fastballs The Way? And why would a country band be doing it? Then they do it and you're like, oh, that's why. That's why they did it. Awesome.
0: I'll tell you why I like these guys. And this is going to sound shallow, but let me explain. I'm looking at their albums. And uh, Cheap Silver and Solid Country Gold, eight songs. Steak Night at the Prairie Rose, 10 songs. I can't stand bloated country albums that have 13, 15, 17, 18 country songs because somewhere on there, I'm going to find two or three I don't like and that's going to ruin the whole experience for me. Give me it's eight killer. 10 songs, I'm good.
1: Yeah, you got, you, got, you got to get the filler out of there and go with the killer. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what they do, Mike and the Moon Pies. But you'll notice, so they, they have eight, 10 songs, but they re, they're releasing new, new music and new yeah. material every year. And it's always great. That's, that's why it blows my mind with Steak Night at the Pray Rose, which is a great title, right? And the the, yeah. the story behind that is Mike got his break. Mark Heimer, uh, Harmeyer from Mike and the Moon Pies. He got his break playing Steak Night at the Pray Rose. Like it was literally when he was a kid, his dad would take him there and he would play Steak Night at the Pray Rose, which is awesome right there.
0: That's pretty cool. It's Buddy Logan, host of Radio Texas Live. Find him at RadioTexasLive.com and find the show uh, in, 17 cities, uh, in 17 cities across America, uh, full disclosure, Buddy, a uh, broadcast out of KNUE in Tyler, Texas, which, like me, is a, a Town Square Media property, like Taste of Country is as well. So we're kind of co-workers. Yes. I see you're wearing a Turnpike Troubadours ball cap. Okay. Uh, any rumblings, any rumors that maybe somehow, some way, there will be music from the Turnpike Troubadours again?
1: well uh kyle nix he's the fiddle player he released an album uh back in may or june um june i think it was may or june may or june and uh what was it called lightning on the mountain and other short stories which is a, a really cool album um he a lot of fiddle in it and it's definitely worth a listen uh i know i've seen i've seen the stories of uh evan uh finding sobriety and he and his wife back together. He said, I, I read something about it. He's uh, looking forward to um, riding again. He's got the, the desire to get back to riding. But Billy, man, I don't know if there's ever going to be a reunion. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I would love to see it just as much as anybody. Um, I, just, I just don't know. I don't know.
0: The bridge is too burnt. That ship
1: has sailed, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that Evan was back with his wife again. A little pop culture yes. uh, drama. Some, some sizzle there, buddy. You, say, you buried the yes. lead.
1: yes stayed back together worked it out
0: that was such a weird thing when Miranda and they were dating and they're out partying and popping up all over the place I mean I don't know how much you kind of get into celebrity culture but Evan Felker just seems like the most unlikely subject to be kind of on the the cover of like gossip magazines
1: right yeah he's he's not um and you know, people, people want to go back and blame her, but you know, Evans had his, his issues for years, you know, and, yeah. and you can go back and see videos. Um, the dude is, is an amazing songwriter an amazing performer, uh, without a doubt, Turnpike Troubadour is one of the best country bands maybe ever, ever, you know, they they don't, they never, they haven't gotten the, the credit they deserve yet. Um, hopefully one day, but, um, uh, certainly not her fault. Um, and, and to see that, um, he has uh, supposedly got it all worked out is uh, is is great to to hear and see
0: buddy logan from radio texas live thanks for joining the country music media podcast
1: thanks for having me billy good to uh, good to finally meet you
0: that's this week's episode big thanks to buddy logan of radio texas live for joining me you can find him online radiotexaslive.com and the show streams there as well Please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your way out. Weekly, the Country Music Media Podcast features interviews with people who cover the people and my own analysis from 17 years in the industry. On Thursday, it's a look at the death of the OG of OGs. Katie Oslin isn't recognized as an all-time country great, but she did something very rare that, if duplicated today, could solve a lot of problems of race and gender inequality and would really raise the bar on the quality of music across the country. Follow me on Twitter at Dukes. Email me at billydukes at gmail.com and join me on Thursday for episode number 20 of the Country Music Media Podcast.